everyone. Welcome to Men on Miscarriage. My name is Tobias Hagland, and this is a podcast where I interview men who have experienced miscarriage, where they share their stories, the ups and downs, the twists, the turns, an opportunity to relate to other men going through the same thing. Uh, if you know somebody uh, who has gone through a miscarriage uh, and they uh, would be blessed by this, please share it with them. And if uh, you're a guy and you've gone through this and you want to share your story, please reach out to us and we'll be happy to uh, get it on recording. Hope you're doing great. Enjoy the episode. This one is with Mike Atkinson, a good friend. I know you're going to enjoy it. All right. And we're officially up and going. Welcome, everybody, to this is the uh, Men on Miscarriage podcast and Facebook Live uh, video. I have my friend here, Mike Atkinson, who's joining me. Thank you, Mike. Hello, Tobias. Uh, hello, Tobias. Uh, Mike, so funny. So uh, I just told you to hold up and uh tell the story in a second but uh you <laughs> you got on here and you're like hello it was this really nice thing <laughs> and then i was like wow you've got a really great voice for like podcasts and live stuff and you said you used to be a disc jockey please continue the story playing all the hits right here <laughs> k102 k102 is that what it was know, it oh you just made that up no. <laughs> so um i've done a lot of emceeing okay and um i actually did uh, a christian rock radio show on B100 at the time. Gosh, what's it been called since then? Um, I don't know. It's 100.7 FM. B100. Here in Sounds San like Diego. something the kids say. B100. Yeah, well, B100. You know. <laughs> so uh, Sunday mornings, I did. Um, I played Christian rock for two hours. Yeah. The, the program director was a Christian and had started uh, it as a relationship with um, Horizon Christian Fellowship, mm-hmm. and they were doing it, and I came in and helped produce it, and then they got out of it, and I took it over and kept doing it. So. So there was that, and uh, yeah, so I've done a lot of vocal stuff over the years. Over the years. Over I don't, the years. Yeah, I don't think I could do it, because uh, my voice is too like, oh, hey guys. <laughs> like, I can maybe do voices for a cartoon. No, but... no yeah, you could totally do cartoon voiceovers. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. You said your dad also? My dad was a, a, a TV anchorman, news anchorman, TV for anchorman. 40-something years, for 50, I don't know, it was a long, long time, and um, he was L.A., San Francisco, but most of his life was in Sacramento, okay. and um, and he was known because he would do, uh, as a local anchor, he would go and do, um, you know, week-long uh, things in um, hot spots in, in the country, or in the, in the world, um, you know, um, El Salvador, and South Africa, and Afghanistan, he was in Afghanistan when the Russians were attacking it, and uh, and he actually was writing a journal talking about how the MIGs were flying overhead, and he didn't Jeez. know if he'd see us again, and yeah, it was pretty crazy, but yeah, he had quite a career. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. And a good voice, too, apparently. Very good voice. I don't have it. I'm jealous. Well, <laughs> we can go ahead and jump in. So I really enjoyed our conversation last night, um, and so I'd love to kick off a little bit about, tell us... Uh, a little bit about who you are, where are you originally from, how did you grow up, what kind of family did you have growing up? You give us a little bit about your dad, but just give us a, yeah. the the short and skinny about who you are and then all the way leading up to how you met your wonderful wife uh, and a little bit about the love story there and uh, a little bit of what you guys are up to now. So that's part one, and uh, then we'll go off to – I mean, that'll take a couple hours. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so born and raised in San Diego, native. And um, so I'm basically the bastard child of a single mother. Um, <clears throat> my mom uh, worked in Sacramento at the TV station and had an affair with my father. 
um, when he was married. And, um, and uh, so in those days, uh, it would have ruined his career if that got, that got out. Obviously, right, right. not anymore, but um, th- those days it would have. And so she fled back to San Diego to where her family was. Mm-hmm. And we lived with them for quite a while until she got up on her own and got a job and, and such. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the interesting part of that is that I didn't find out until I was 23 that I was you know, out of wedlock. Oh, really? She always lied to me because divorce was bad enough of a stigma in the 60s. Right. But to be an illegitimate child was a real big stigma. And so she didn't even tell me until I was 23 on my way to Puerto Vallarta for a family reunion on my dad's side. <laughs> figuring. That's not. He's, I'm not. I don't mean to laugh, but it's yeah, like that's no. that's a that's like a weird movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. And um, so she called me like a couple hours before I was going to leave sobbing. And I'm like, mom, she told you over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, what's wrong, mom? I've always been a chicken shit. I just couldn't tell you, (coughs) but we weren't married. And this long pause. And I just went, so (laughs) all right. Doesn't change who I is. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know? So yeah, it was (laughs) skin starts changing. "Ah." Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I went on this, great thing and met my half brothers and sister met uncles and aunts cousins all these people i didn't even know existed what a trip yeah it was it was a trip and it was it was uh very emotional especially at the end when my uncle who had done all this um you know research into our family history we spent the whole last afternoon just talking through our lineage where we're from and it was insane which I found out more from them than the family I grew up with. They didn't really know anything about where we came from. Wow. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. And you get a chance to do that. That heritage stuff is kind of fun. I, mm-hmm. I had a similar experience. My mom, uh, kind of not in relationship with her dad, uh, but they were doing kind of a family reunion thing and they were going to be in orange County and it was his birthday or something like that. And she was trying to do, do a little bit of connection thing. Didn't end up really working out in the long term, but yeah. I had not, Met him in in a in a rememberable yeah. brain state. I think it was I was like two years old. I think when I met him. Yeah. Um. So this would be the first time I met him as an adult. It was a couple of years back. But I went to this family reunion thing. But I for sure had not met any of the people on the other side of this family uh, that he was connected to, like his brothers and sisters and their kids. Right. My mom had known them, but I hadn't. And I went oh. to this restaurant and I remember walking in and there was all these people that looked like me and yeah. I just it freaked me out. Yeah. That lineage. I think stuff that would is, freak is anybody out. Seeing yeah. a bunch of yous. Okay, so uh, <laughs> be careful. It's not the, it's not a long table. Nope. Uh, so from there, okay, well, yeah. You... So then I, I um, so I was raised my um, you know by her and um, uh, <clears throat> and so I think when I was about nine or ten, she started dating a guy, and a year or two later, he moved in and was ultimately became my stepfather. Okay. Um, not a great relationship there. Um, and he was pretty much told hands off. I was very, 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 very spoiled in that situation. Okay. And looking back on it, I think it was my mom's compensation for kind of a guilt shame mm. that she experienced, um, from that whole experience. Um, and you know, even though abortion was illegal back then, many people told her to do it. So mm-hmm. thank God she didn't. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Actually, uh, didn't meet my father till I was um, 19, my first year in college. And uh, I had made a really good girlfriend oh, in yeah. that first year of college, and she lived up by Sacramento. And I okay. went, 
spent a couple of weeks with with her family and I sent him a letter because that's all you did in those days right. and said I'm going to be up there and want to meet and we did for an afternoon huh. and uh, yeah it was kind of kind of interesting very strange awkward many times and then not long after that we continued that relationship and built it and you know gosh the last 25 30 years we've been very very close he's a, a, a part of my life wow a lot wow so um yeah it's been pretty special um so <clears throat> uh went on from there went to san diego state um go aztecs yeah i went to a christian little christian college that you're familiar with and um uh, and got, and then um, I got, uh, well, let me go back then. And so my senior year in high school, this is how I met Stacy. My senior year in high school, not senior, my freshman year in high school, I'm in Becky Cagwin's Bible class. Okay. And we have been told to come up and stand in line to get something from her specific for each person. And we're in line and I'm standing behind this hot girl. Mm-hmm looks cute pretty pretty lady yep <laughs> and i'm you know doing the up and down yeah and i go oh and she's like major bow legged huh and i went what's wrong with your legs oh no you know because that's the smooth way to meet yeah, a girl that's, that's how you do it she turns around and punches me in the arm nailed it and it hurt <laughs> now see if I had known that she was a tomboy and raced motorcycles in the desert, I would have never <laughs> made that move. Yeah, right. That's the last time we talked until our senior year. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> what and we start. got set ne next to each other in Mrs. McCandless's um, uh, his uh, history, government class. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're next to each other. I'm not sure either of us even remembered that experience. I don't know. I, I can't remember if I did or not. This is a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I got you. So, uh, yeah. So we started passing notes back and forth. And, um, As you do. And now I was a writer and I was an editor on the school newspaper. And so many times I would take out my red pen and I would correct her notes and send it back to her so she could learn how to do better in writing. Now that should have been her first clue. <laughs> Run away. Get out of there. Run away. What a dork. Yeah. I know. So there's a lot of in spite ofs in this story, right? Okay. So, um, so anyway, we had our first date. Yesterday was our 43rd anniversary of our Congratulations. first date. Congratulations. And um, we went to uh, our favorite, my family's favorite Mexican restaurant. Oh, I saw that post. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. And you're uh, the worst when it comes to food stuff. I know. Online. Right? I, everything. Yeah. I just like, yeah. as soon as I see a, a, a corner of food, I keep yeah. scrolling. It's going to make me jealous. <laughs> so, um, and then we went and saw Star Wars. Oh, great. So that was uh, a few months after it had released. Cool. Um, so that was our first date, and we were hook, line, and sinker at that point. Um, in our senior year, we probably broke up and got back together six or seven times. Mm -hmm. um, again, in spite of a lot of those. Mm -hmm. um, we continued dating about you know three seconds after high school. And um, she um, actually went to... Uh, a big Christian camp and worked there for a year. And um, so that was kind of, you know, we were apart and no cell phones, nothing mm -hmm. like that. I would send her letters and uh, and I would address them to her and I'd have a return address of Mama C's uh, massage fantasies, <laughs> <clears throat> which the Christian camp staff loved. Mama so. C's massage 
Again, another yellow flag, honey. (laughs) So, um, so we stayed connected that way. Um, she came home, found out she had a boyfriend and, um, I went into the hard press and, uh, we got together and, um, and things weren't well with him, fortunately. So it was a little easier than I thought it was going to be. To deteriorate that relationship. Yeah, destroy it. Just from the outside. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, we got back together. And um, <clears throat> so we dated, continued dating. And then when did you get married? Well, August of 1980, her, okay. um, her uh, she went with her older sister and brother-in-law on a, gosh, two-week trip like to Lake Havasu. Okay. A lot of hiking and that kind of stuff. In that time, I went to her father and I asked permission to marry her. Wow. And um, which is kind of what you did yeah. in those days well, I did. and especially in the Christian culture. Yeah. Right. So um, uh, I got the thumbs up. Um, I must have drugged them or something. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs> and uh, so she came home and I was just so excited. Uh, you know, after I came over and had dinner with the family and then I, I took her to yogurt milk because, you know, that's what she was missing. Uh more than anything. And, uh, Mr. Romantic, we went back to the car and I proposed at while we're eating yogurt. So yeah, it was, did you stick the ring down into the the, the (laughs) yogurt? Yeah. She had to get all the way to the bottom. No. (laughs) Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we got engaged and we got married, uh, what, six, seven months later, five months later, um, in January of 1981. Very cool. So this is our 40th anniversary coming up in, um, and you got a big family. Tell us a bit about your family now. Yeah, so we uh, started cranking out kids right away. Uh, we had our first 11 months after we got married and um, never looked back. About every year and a half to two and a half years, we had kids until we had eight, and then we stopped. Um, uh, I don't know if we still know what caused it. Um, we're the kids? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can tell you what oh, caused really? it. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, Will they have to censor <laughs> us? Um, and... Uh, and you uh, have grandkids. And I have 11 grandkids. 11 so grandkids. I'm, I'm planning on collecting the whole set. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we are blessed beyond, way beyond what we deserve. No doubt. That's crazy. And what do you and Stacy do? So um, Stacy has always been a crafty type um, and sewer quilter, that type of thing. Okay, you yeah. said crafty type. I was yeah. like, eh, oh, yeah, I'm trying well, to make sure. She's that too. But, um, <laughs> and uh, so she actually works at a local quilt shop and, oh, uh, cool. and loves it, has a great time. She's with her people, you know, yeah. all the time. Um, and then I've uh, just kind of always been in communications, marketing my whole life. Um, I've only had like three jobs in 40-something years of working mm-hmm. and um, – uh, enjoy it, but got laid off due to COVID back in March and, mm. you know, looking, seeing what's out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I love that. But I, I'm involved in a lot of other things. I've volunteered for a lot. You know, I'll take a lot of those skills. You know, I help a lot of small nonprofits like do their social media, email marketing, that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, and then we grow plumerias, which if you don't know what it is, it's the, the flower of the Hawaiian lei. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went hook, line, and sinker into that. We've got a few hundred plants, and uh, and yeah, we, we love it. And I've I've traveled all around the country teaching workshops on how to grow them and that type of thing. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I need to get another. One. I was just at my dad's house, and uh, he's got a plumeria, big one, big, big, one, almost nice. like a tree in nice. his backyard. Mm-hmm. And I broke off a piece because I a couple of years ago I had yeah. broken off a piece, and you were teaching me how to keep that sucker alive yeah. in my old house. Right, uh, stuck it in the ground. But then when we moved. 
yeah. it's it's there now, so yeah. it's not here. So I, I I pulled off another branch like uh, two weeks ago, at my or a week ago at my dad's house, and then I accidentally left it on his front porch. So oh, like, dang it! Because I was like, oh, I'm gonna see Mike soon for an interview. I'll, Wait and do it this spring some, anyway. Some info. Is that is that the deal? Yeah, because they're about to go to sleep. They go dormant. Yeah, yeah. Like many trees do. Which is so funny because to me, I love the plumeria, but it's an interesting plant in that when it's blooming and it's going, it's it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. When it's dormant, mm-hmm. I'm like, this looks some like something from a Halloween movie. Looks like deer antlers. Yeah, it looks like deer antlers. Yeah. I was like, it's not pretty. Yeah, no, not particularly. <laughs> but it's gorgeous when it's blooming. Yep. Oh my gosh, it's, it's worth it. Thanks for sharing all that. I appreciate. I've I've noticed that it's really good to get a little bit of a background of who you're talking to. Some some of that like unique stuff, a little mm-hmm. bit of quirks and stuff is yeah. is really good to to help people feel comfortable who they're listening to. Uh, but this is the the podcast on miscarriage, and I, I'd love for you to kind of now we'll go, we'll go back. You have eight kids, so at some point in that lineup, mm-hmm. you guys had your miscarriage. So mm-hmm. maybe you can tell us a little bit of the story. When when did it happen? Uh, what was going on when it happened? Um, well, and this then was, we'll go from there. This was 36 years ago. 36 years so, ago. So um, there's a, like I told you yesterday, I remember about 30 seconds of it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's that's literal. Mm-hmm. And that's not just because it was a long time ago as I've evaluated. Mm-hmm. I think it was more just. Yep. What was going it, on at the time? Pushing it out. Right. Yep. Um, and uh, so we had had Chris out a year and a half later. We had Brian. And about nine months after that, she got pregnant. So we were on the path of having three kids in three years, basically. And how old are Chris and Brian at this point? Uh, Chris um, Chris would have been about a year and a half. Brian was um, just over. These are uh, little. Yeah, he was little. So he was, you know, under under one. Yeah. And um, some people thought I looked at her and she got pregnant. That's what we thought <laughs> yeah. caused yeah. the pregnancy. A lot of fertility. Yeah. And... Um, and so she got pregnant, um, and it was real early. We found out very, very early. I think she went into a doctor's appointment. And it was kind of accidental. Oh. Um, and uh, um, so not planned. Yeah, not planned. Third, no. Okay. And 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 let me say this. Um, I'll go back, and I, th- I think this is important to know now, and that is that um, uh, Stacy and I have never talked about this. Um, this time, what happened during this time mm-hmm. until last night? I uh, yeah, th- I was yeah very yeah. excited to be able to hear a little bit more. We'll get into yeah. well, but I, I'm only that saying that went, I'm but. only saying that because I had to learn her side of the story last night. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, this would have been a really short interview. Yeah. Um so thank you for doing that by the way. I just yeah. want to say like yeah. it's, I think it's really courageous because a lot of these interviews have focused on how guys don't tend to talk about mm-hmm. this. Guys don't right. tend to feel that they have a voice in this. Right. Uh, they are either silenced or they silence themselves yep. for a myriad of reasons. And yep. that's part of what the podcast is, is to kind of name some of these things, name yep. the pain, but also name the characteristics yep. and the name, the surroundings name, name the historical, uh, fears and anxieties and all that stuff. And so what you just said, I think is massive because again, this is all about being authentic and vulnerable. There are guys who are going to listen to this podcast. There are women who are going to listen to this podcast who that's their story. This happened mm-hmm. decades ago and yeah. they have not talked about it since. And yeah. so number one, thank you for being willing to go back that far. Cause a lot of guys would just go, Oh, it's too long ago. I don't have anything to say, which is just ridiculous. It's like if, if your kid's 40, well, their, their birth happened 40 years ago. I don't have anything to say about yeah. it. It's like, of course you have stuff to say about it, but you went that one step further. Well, honestly, I'm not sure we would have ever talked about it. Had, had you this not, not happened. Yes mm-hmm. Seriously. I mean, it was never a topic. It was never something that came up and, and I'll, We'll know more 
why yeah, yeah, in yeah. a moment, right? So Great. she remembers um, at one point us working in the back, kind of pulling out a stump and something kind of went wrong. She felt, she knew she was pregnant and she knew she probably shouldn't have done that. But um, uh, then I'm at work. I'm a good, close to an hour away. I lived up in, or worked up in, in North County. And uh, um, she woke up uh, really bad. Um, not, in fact, she couldn't get up. And uh, fortunately, grandma had taught Chris, our oldest, who's you know about two years now, um, to dial grandma's phone number. And he did. And he said, Grandma, I need you to come out because I can't get Brian out of the crib and Mama won't get up. And so she rushed there and, um, and Stacy was very feverish and not well. So she just took everybody, threw them in the car, went down to the hospital and got her in and then had to go home because she had the kids and they hadn't eaten, they hadn't been changed, nothing, Gosh, yeah. you know. Um, and so, yeah, she had gotten a very, very bad infection from the dead fetus basically yeah. in there and found out, you know, that it had died, which <clears> I had not heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's some, most of the time it's, it's, uh, you know, you experience miscarriage, it comes yeah. out of nowhere or you go in, there's no heartbeat. And then you're either waiting for the miscarriage to right. happen right. or they're saying, Hey, it's not likely. So they do a DNC. I have not once heard. Stacy is uh, very, very, very sensitive to everything, medications, to oh. sicknesses, everything. And so anything just slightly wrong in her body is going to send her for a loop. Wow. Okay. And it did. Um, and so they, uh, determined this, you know, did the sonogram look, mm -hmm. no, no heartbeat and we've, and we've got to take it out. Um, and they gave her DNC papers to sign. So real quick, before yeah. you get to the DNC papers, so how quickly did all this happen? So from when she, something went wrong, the stump thing to now she's, I think she said that was within a week, within a week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but she's obviously not well at this point, mm -hmm. and they hand her these papers. And in those days, at least, I don't know if they still do, it basically was permission for abortion. It still mentions, yeah, that phrase yeah. is still, still yeah. used somewhere in the paperwork. Yeah. Remember Kristen mentioned, yeah, right. it, says that, it says that somewhere. And in a little literal sense, it is, right? Well, I mean, it's 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 interesting. Pause. Yeah. Side side yeah. sidebar. It's it's interesting because yeah, that that well that phrase a is really loaded. Yep. Really really loaded. Yep. Uh, th th how people understand that based on their religious beliefs or or where they're at politically, things like that. It's it's tough because when you say abortion, depending on where you're at on these 20 different spectrums, it's going to mean something different. And so when you just see the word by itself yep. without any context, yeah. you're going to automatically go to your definition of it mm -hmm. but i don't i don't know in, in those moments for us for anyone that's maybe maybe somebody's listening to this and they, they went through that and i don't wherever you're on the spectrum is wherever you're on the spectrum right. but to me an abortion is preventing because you're abort you know we say abort right. abort abort right. it's yeah. you're something's going wrong you pull out when something has finished its time mm -hmm. when something has gone all the way through when a candle burns all the way out mm -hmm. when a life has ended you're not aborting anything right, right. but so, so that's the so, sidebar yeah. done. Oh, right. But in that Still, context, in that she's context, not thinking more than just, again, with her upbringing, it, this word was just... Exa exactly. Rrr, all rrr. those values, all those yeah. all those things are coming up. Yeah. Okay. So um, so they bring a phone to her and she calls me at the office. I don't remember what all was going on, but um, basically the gist of what I said was, get over it, sign the papers. I'll see you tonight. How long was that conversation? It was less than a minute. 
Wow. Um, what did she seem like when she was calling you? Where was she at? She, uh, well, you mean physically? She was at the hospital. Physically and then yeah. like mentally, emotionally, what were you pulling off of? Well, it was, you know, I was doing my usual just kind of, um, uh, you know, forcing her into, you know, my decision. Right. Right. And, um, and so, you know, and I said, and, and, you know, your mom come get you, you know, yeah. she's done with the kids she can come home and or go, come over and get you. Why do you think that is? Why did, why, why do you think at the time looking back to the best of your knowledge or assessment now, why do you think you were so dismissive? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, really, I, 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 um, it was uh, very calloused. I had apparently no emotions about losing a child. Um, and whatever was happening to me at the time in terms of what was going on, I deemed more important. Yeah. It just blocked you up. Yeah. Put all this. Right. Wow. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was perhaps one of the most horrific things I've done in my life. Mm. Thanks, um, thanks for sharing that. And, uh, yeah, I, so I don't like to think about it. Um, and, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's it was just incredibly traumatic for her. Mm. Um, and so she signed it, they cleaned her out and, uh, her mom came and got her. Neither of us have any memory of what happened that night. Really? Yeah. Basically f our experiences are the same in that we've both blocked this out. Well, that's interesting because trauma. Yeah. Yeah. That, it makes sense in the trauma context. Yeah. You know, here, here she is with two young kids, yep. you know? She doesn't have time to grieve, you know? Yeah. Why is, why is mommy crying? Why is daddy angry? Like, there's a lot of things that can prevent you from being able to process the way that you need to. It makes it makes sense, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I mean, she was obviously going through it internally. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, this is 36 years ago. It's not yeah. a topic that people talked about. It wasn't open. It was, it was you know, it was not. It, there was some shame in cult in our society yeah. with it. It still is, and we'll get to some of that cultural okay. stuff later when right. we get out out into the more broad. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'd love to get some of your yeah. thoughts on that. But sticking in the story a little bit, you don't remember exactly what happened that night. What mm -hmm. do you remember happens next? Absolutely nothing. What what she told me last night about the next few days, I had no memory of whatsoever. Really? Again, my memory is that thirty seconds. Yeah. That phone call. Wow. That's all I remember. What I did could... she say about what happened next? <clears throat> um, well, she was just very. Matter of fact, about just basically, this was like a Wednesday or something like that, and and a win or Thursday, and um, I had some big event. I mean, I was involved. I was doing Christian concert promotion. I was yeah, doing yeah. the radio stuff. I was doing. I had my hands in a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I would basically had a big project that weekend and mm -hmm. wasn't going to be around. And her folks said, "Hey, we're going to go down to the desert and go riding. Why don't you guys come with us?" And she did. Um, so that was her escape from at least me mm -hmm. during that time. And they went to the desert for, you know, until Sunday night. And again, no memory of what happened at all after that. It was, it was done. It was over. It was, it was past. Mm -hmm. And uh, so at least in terms of our relationship um, and yeah, there's just, there's nothing. It's, it's just a big void in terms of what happened. Yeah. So yeah. All right, so uh, you told me a little bit of this story last night. Um, the miscarriage, you guys kind of did what a lot of people do. 
which is move move on mm-hmm. and move on pretty quickly and without uh, a lot of attention to detail. What what happens in this this next season? Uh, once once uh, I guess you've you found a way to move on. But what what happens next in life? I guess. Well, the uh, as with most things, um, that experience cannot be um, looked at apart from everything else. Okay. And this experience, what happened, was simply symptomatic of a marriage that was falling apart. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I was, like I said, I was raised very spoiled. Mm. I was very self-centered. Um, I did not like it when she disagreed. Mm. And, um, and so... Yeah, it, there was just a, a lot of um, a lot of uh, stress in the marriage. Um, so this is um, you know probably late in the in the year. I think September, I think, is what we thought it might have been. Anyway, so um, so that's eighty four and nineteen eighty four. Yeah, okay. January. Um, in January, I, I couldn't even tell you the date. I definitely didn't want to remember this date. Yeah. Um, she called me into, uh, our extra bedroom we had and, um, basically told me to leave to hmm. move out now. I can't stand to be around you anymore. Wow. Um, my reaction was, um, stunning because I sobbed harder than I ever had in my life mm. at that moment. And I, and as manipulative as I can be, I don't think it had anything to do with trying to get her to not do it. She was, right. I could tell she was, this was not something that was negotiable. Although I've said many times, and I, I'm not sure that's a hundred percent true, but I think there, there's part of it. Um, I think most of my tears were because of my boys. Mm. Um, I didn't have a dad growing up. I didn't want that to happen to them. You know, there's all those things, right? All that right, stuff's flooding when in. you're super emotional, yep. right? And uh, so I, I'm sure there was grief in there for the relationship, for the marriage. But I think that was the most, most probably a, the issue. larger trigger yeah. that it hit right out of the gate. Yeah. So, um, so I did. I got a threw some clothes, you know, together in a bag and right went then. went to my folks' house. Wow. Um, my folks owned a um, two houses on one property and my grandmother lived in the back house and she had a spare room in the back so I moved into that mm. and uh, <clears throat> didn't see her for quite a while and um, uh, I just kept working and um, she got as far as driving to the lawyer's office but never did um, uh, do papers Wow. And uh, I don't know why. I don't think she knows why either. Yeah. So um, I would say probably, well, oh, let me say, let me say this too. Of course, tied in this is a very common story. And that is she wanted to go to therapy for a long time and I refused. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. play that. That's in that. So she well. also had made effort. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So 
I started going to therapy on my own. Wow. And I'm like, okay. I obviously How far I'm... into having been moved out did you start? Going oh, like own? almost immediately. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew a couple counselors. So this, and... this was not just a low point. This was a this was a transforming point for you. Oh, no doubt. And I'm kind of that way. I, I, I kind of wired to always find ways to change and make things better. Mm-hmm. And I realized I had to make me better. Um, and so I started that. I, I can't tell. We, we were um, separated almost a year. Um, the, the part that complicates it is that she found out, I don't know, a couple months after we got separated that she was pregnant. <laughs> okay, you didn't I know. tell me that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Your life is a movie. Your life is a movie. A dramatic, awesome Super interesting, so many turns around the corner movie. Yeah. A couple months later. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, okay. So, okay. So, well, so pause real quick before you go further on. Cause okay. I, I want right. to, for, for listeners, cause yeah. this is, this is, this is a long podcast. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys have two kids really young. You yeah. have the miscarriage, horrible experience. Don't talk about it. A couple months later, uh, it's it's kind of bubbling up. Well, it's a few months later now because I've we've now separated. And yeah, now a couple months after that, right? It's a few months later, you've, yeah. you've separated. A couple months after yeah. that, but separation happened not because of the miscarriage, because of other things going on. Right, this was kind of a. I think yeah, what that, you said last night yeah, was it was straw. like the straw that broke the yeah, camel's back. Totally. And so you're separated. Uh, you're living in your grandmother's spare room. Yeah. Started to do some counseling, and then again several months after. Uh, being kicked out. Sorry, it's a, it's a rough phrase, but like essentially, oh, there's going no on. doubt. She finds out she's pregnant. Yep. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's that's sorry. Okay. Summary. Here's where we're at because did, that's a lot. You did well. <laughs> Thank you. you did. <laughs> sorry, I just, I needed to gauge that yeah, real yeah, quick because yeah. that was intense. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> first of all, thank you for sharing. Before you move on into the rest, I just want to say, I think it's incredibly courageous and incredibly brave to tell a story in which you might construe that you're the villain that that is tough that's not yeah. something guys like to do that's right. not something i mean we live in a, a ravagingly individualistic american western culture where you want to be seen well you want to have a good reputation i just want to say i think it it takes a lot of humility to go back and be able to tell a story like this because you're not necessarily pulling the punches on yourself you're really you're owning up to your piece of what happened here and, and also, I know you and Stacey, and I know that you guys are great, you know? And so that's, it's cool that I know that, but she didn't want me to do this Oh wow! for that reason, for that reason, she didn't want me to... because of how it would make you look. Yeah. 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 Um, which I love her for. Um, but, uh, but, but I told her, I said, but you know, God has shown all throughout this that, he, you know, his number one job is redeeming mm. and he redeems these situations and how it has been for us is that we've been able to help a lot of couples yeah. with problems. And in fact, not long after all this and we such a couple of years later, I went to a, a job out of state that was traumatic in itself, but it was a lot of young couples in there and ended up just doing a lot of ministry with them. Yeah. Cause you've been there. You've been, yeah. you've been to the bottom yeah. of the barrel. Right. So, but there are guys that are listening. You and I kind of talked about this, that like, there's going to, I guarantee you at some point, a guy's going to be listening to this laid out on his best friend's couch because they're in a similar situation, probably thinking and feeling the same things. And they're going to need to, whether or not it works out that they can bring it back together. 
that's a lot of pain. That's a lot of hurt. You can go to some dark places, as I'm sure it's part of what you're sharing. Mm-hmm. And so there's a guy out there, I think, that needs to know that what they're experiencing is not necessarily normal, but it's they're not the first person to make mistakes, to not handle this well, and, and to end up in a place like that. They're you know, to company. know that somebody else went through that. Yeah, you're in good company. Okay. Yeah. So she finds out that she's pregnant. When did you find out? Just continue with the story. I'm yeah, having, so I'm having the- a great time, by the way. Thank you for sharing this with me. <laughs> we had a great script writer. Um, <clears throat> so... Um, she decided right away to go back to work okay. and she worked at her dad's place. She did the books and, um, and I was doing retail at the time I was in retail sales, which means I worked crazy hours, any day, all that. And so I ended up having some week days off and I would come and take care of the boys to the house. I'd come to the house and take care of the boys. Wow. She wanted to time it so that basically she was driving away when I was driving there, you know, almost, you know, cause she didn't want anything to do with me whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, she would leave a note if I needed to know something. Um, and so, and she's pregnant at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty early, you know? Okay. And, um, and so my focus then, and again, this is probably from the counseling I was going through mm-hmm. is I need to become a servant. Now, when we were married, I didn't, or when I should say when we were together, because we were still married, I didn't do anything around the house, nothing. And um, so uh, I started doing things around the house. Hmm. While she was gone. Yeah. And I took care of the kids, which I didn't do either by myself, you know, ever. Um. And so, uh, yeah, so I do the dishes, do laundry, clean, vacuum, whatever. And she didn't mind that you did all that stuff? No, she was stunned. Huh. Stunned. Huh. And um, and that I continued doing it for months. Yeah. Only it 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 was it was part of the part it was part of what broke down yeah. the wall. Yeah. Was serving her. Mm. Um and that I got more in touch with all of this and what was going on and yeah. the counseling was really helping and she could see that. Yeah. Um, so she made it very clear throughout this time that I would have nothing to do with the birth of this child, that I would not be there. I could be out in the waiting room. I couldn't be in like I'd been with yeah. the other ones. Um, and I'm okay. Yeah, I yeah. get it. So uh, yeah. At that point, pause real quick. So yeah. Maybe I missed it, but when mm-hmm. when did you find out about the pregnancy? How did she tell you? <clears throat> I I could I have no no memory. No memory. Yeah, Just, I have no idea. At some idea. point you knew. Yeah, at some point. Do you remember how that made you feel? What was going on in your brain? I you know with my sick sense of humor, I probably thought it was funny. God's sense of humor of you know like. Well, to it, clarify, it's hysterical. But. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, and and I'll tell you what happened. In hindsight, I'll tell you what happened is because. Um, it was in early January. Our anniversary is January 10th, early January. We decided to do this like little weekend thing to try and save our marriage. Okay. And that's where she got pregnant. Didn't save the marriage. The, okay. So got right. it. Okay. Yeah. So, so for anyone listening, right. sex does not save your marriage. <laughs> does not make your marriage. No. no. <laughs> Just anyone that's open that that's the case. Yeah. Not, not the case. Not okay. Not. So, all right. So, yeah. so, so romantic romp to try to say, yeah. Yeah. That's when it gets pregnant. It doesn't happen. Right. You find out at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tells me and and um yeah, I and just And then in the moment makes it clear you're ha- you will have nothing to do. Right. 
Yep. Which is interesting because you do have something to do with your first two kids. In, oh, yeah. As she's saying, you're not going to have anything to do with the third kid. Oh, yeah. No, 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 not in terms of the delivery. I was oh, not going to be in the delivery not, room. Not in this kid's life. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, got it, got it, got it. No, no, no. She's like, I don't want to go through right. my part of this yep. experience with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. She's yeah. really like drawn a hard line. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. very much so. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so she's, you know, getting more pregnant and it's summer and it's miserable. But um, so I want to say now, this is, um, this has got to be pretty close to when um, Tiffany was born, uh, which was uh, late October. I want to say sometime in September, um, Christopher, who is now, what? This is 85. So he's now three, three and a half. Um, I've taken care of him that day. I've made dinner. She comes home from work. And later in the evening, Christopher says, Mommy, can Daddy stay the night? Oof. And you heard that question. Oh yeah, I was we were all sitting in the living room. And you're probably hanging on just yeah. hooks, just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. What so. what did you think when he said that? Oh well, yeah, no. <laughs> you just were like, <laughs> there's that's no adorable. way. Not yeah, right. That's not happening. Yeah. Did a part of you want her to say yes or no? Oh heck yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Totally. Um I don't remember the how long it took. I think it took her a while to, to answer. And she finally said, okay, Chris, he can. And essentially looked over at me under her breath and said, I will have a baseball in the bat in the bed between us, and I will use it if I have to. Now, what I've already told you, now, what I've already told you about her, this, I I knew this was truth. Okay. This was not just an empty you're like just out of safety threat. i'm gonna wear a helmet. yeah 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 no this was i i valued my life and um so because there really wasn't any we didn't have a big couch there wasn't any place for me to sleep right besides there yeah and um so i did and it you know nobody killed each other it was it was fine you know in that respect that was the door that kind of opened yeah um toward reconciliation mm-hmm. and um which culminated in um probably a few weeks later me moving back in and then her agreeing that i could be in the the delivery room wow and um so uh so that was that was 1985 that was quite a year um and then we started going to counseling together after that and did that for quite a while off and on through the years Hmm. um and definitely helped. I mean, there's, you know, it just, it's it's just as simple as you're sitting there with somebody who can see it differently than you do. That's all it is, mm-hmm. you know? And we're just so, you know, buried in it that we can't be objective. And, you know, what better thing than just to have somebody who's really experienced at this stuff look at it and, you know, go, what about this? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. In fact, one of the things that that uh, one of the devices that I was taught, I think it was when I started going to counseling by myself, you know, because I, I said my, you know, problem here is I, I just say stupid things. I, I just do stupid things. And he said, you know, I'm, I, I want you to learn how to get outside of yourself. In fact, I want you to pretend that when you're talking to Stacy, that you're actually hovering right up there on the mm. ceiling 
and watching your conversation. Hmm. And so I did that, and man, was that eye-opening. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm, what, a, I'm an idiot. What What happened? What were the things that you saw and Well, just how, how, how harsh I could be hmm. and how manipulative I could be. Um, so that was kind of a way to teach me how to be objective to, you know, about myself and our communication. Um, so yeah, so we, you know, that, that was a good device for me and I've actually used it a few times since Yeah, when I felt like things were not going well and I needed to bring it back. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Wow. That's. That's a movie. You should write it down. Um, or a book. <laughs> uh, thank you again. I just want to reiterate. I think what you sharing all that is really courageous and brave. And to, to, to be able to share the parts that don't necessarily paint you in a good light, I think paints you in a good light. And so I, I really appreciate your willingness to do that. Stacy's a boss. <laughs> you, you're very uh, lucky. You're very lucky. Married way, uh, way, way up. Yeah, dude, I get it. Uh, everybody that was part one of my interview with mike adkinson what a story looking forward to getting into the second part uh to get over there just click on next or grab uh, mike adkinson's interview part two see you over there